much into the contest. It's Monday the 24th of May. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. How are you, Shane? Back in the land of the living, my friend? Back from Magenta Shores, mate, after a lovely golfing weekend. And uh, look, I spent a lot of time in the bunkers, mate, which wasn't great, but uh, it was good to get away with the boys. Yeah, those bunkers, I tell you what, it's not hard to go in those bunkers, and, and I tend to have about five shots in each of them. Coming up on the show today, rugby league player, of course, commentator, Katie Brown. There's so much to talk about. And our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert, takes a real close look at what's happening at the World Game in both England and Europe. Well, um, Shane, what about Dave Warner? What do you think? Where's he at with his career? Um, Drop from the captaincy, drop from the team in the IPL. Yeah, he's under, he's under some serious pressure, mate. And then off the back of recent form, you know, he had the injury. He tried to come back early in the Australian team last year. Um, and he's, he's playing okay, but he's definitely in the twilight of his career. Saying that, he is a fighter. Um, he has been a great player for Australia, but um, he needs to get some runs under his belt because he's about to come up against the Poms in an Ashes series later this year, which will be, I suppose, the most, probably the penultimate um, uh, series of his life. So whether he finishes on a high or a low, time will tell. It's an interesting challenge, isn't it, for the Australian cricket mm. team right at the moment because we've got these, well, he's ageing. Steve Smith could play for quite some time, but there's not a great depth, is there, just behind them? No, there's not, um, and thank goodness we've got Marnus Labuschagne, who's a, who's a fantastic player. But uh, you know, Dave Warner, um, he's always been a fighter, um, and you would never write a champion off. But um, he needs to get some runs under his belt, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll watch that space with interest. Dave Warner, actually, Tom Moody's coming up on Afternoon Sport tomorrow. And, of course, he was the head of his IPL franchise in India. Coming up in this episode, Katie Brown. Of course, she plays football. She commentates on it. All things rugby league. Okay, rugby league time. Boy, oh boy, where do we start? How about we start with the judiciary, Katie Brown? The judiciary, they are being, they're the busiest people in town. Do they need a pay rise? <laughs> I don't know about a pay rise. I feel like they're bringing the workload on themselves, aren't they? And it's a good period coming out of COVID and maybe just giving themselves an extra, extra payday, but far out. We've got a job on our hands tomorrow night. And Victor Radley's trying to get that downgrade on the second of his careless um, contact. He's got the grade one dangerous contact and the grade two careless on Tavita Pangai Jr. But he, either way, will miss out on State of Origin 1. Um, and I can't see it happening, to be honest, gents. Yeah, but uh, there's some real problems for the Blues, isn't there? The selection panel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Victor Radley out and yep. uh, another one in Angus Crichton for the Roosters. Mm. He looks like he's going to be out. And then for Queensland, I know I know, we're not so worried about Queensland down here, but <laughs> uh, Cameron Munster, I mean, he could be out for some time as well. Yeah, so. let's hope so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Brad Fittler's pretty relaxed about all of this. He realises he can only pick who he can pick. And we had Dave Trodden on, on the show uh, earlier in the week, and he basically said, well, he's got a coach who's just going to have a look at what, what he's got available, and he has to work it out from them. They are very strong in the back row, so that will help them there. That's the New South Wales team. Now, I saw your tweet, five teams. This is something that we're, everyone's talking about now, is five teams at one who had more Simbins and the opposition. It's almost be, it's almost becoming the, 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 the chat point, isn't it? Now, who had more bins than who? 
Yeah. So this is what I was working out because I'm thinking, well, who's actually hasn't benefited from an extra Symbian? And when I'm looking at the games, I'm like, all right, well, Storm beat Dragons in Magic Round and Dragons had to send off on one bin and Titans were the other losers to Penrith. They had a send uh, send off whilst Penrith only had a sin bin. But they were the favourite. Storm and Penrith are favourites anyway. But in terms of round 11, the Cowboys had two sin bins. They still won and the Knights had no one. And then the Warriors had two sin bins. Tigers had nothing done to them. They still won. Sharks had two whilst um, the Dragons had one Symbian and they still won by one point. So go figure. I know. Well, I'll tell you what, I could do, do with a few more bins. I live in a north, north, uh, Northern Beaches Council and our bins are so bloody small over here. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, this Reese Walsh, the 18-year-old playing for the Warriors, uh, a superstar in the making, and Nathan Brown had some really interesting comments that he was actually going to pick him before the match. Yeah, and this is he's been really protective of this 18-year-old and I think he's really trying to keep him mentally sane because there will mm. be so much talk and there has been so much hype, rightly so. He's been absolutely brilliant. But Roger Tuovasa-Shek was the man who said to Nathan Brown, put him at fullback, I'll go to the wing, we want him there. And it was basically the team pressure that forced the mm. coach, Brownie, to put him in at fullback and he didn't disappoint but – um, Brownie made a point of saying, look, tonight's uh, Reese Walsh did play well, but Tohu Harris was best player on ground. And he, you know what? He's a workhorse. He got players player for them last year and he's been mm-hmm. uh, undeniably one of the best. Uh, Katie Souths were disgraceful, weren't they? They really did not turn up. They were apps really. I mean, for, for what they've done this year, I know it's Penrith, but boy, oh boy. Yeah, I, um, I'm still trying to piece together what went wrong because there were so many things that did go wrong in that game. They couldn't get it together. And I know this cliches you so much, men playing against boys. Penrith looked like they had 30 men out there playing against a junior rugby league squad. Rabbitohs will be very embarrassed. Wayne Bennett said that he was embarrassed and he didn't want to put Benji out there because there was no point. They were already losing the game. They had the injection of basically the entire spine back and Latrell Mitchell. They didn't have Cameron Murray, but – they were woeful. Now, Katie, is Manly the real deal? They're playing well, aren't they? I got asked today if they're the third best team in the NRL. Whilst mm. they're not sitting third, mm. they did beat the Eels. Um, oh, I don't think they're true title contenders. I think they'll stay yeah. top eight, but I can't see them winning the premiership. And it all lies on Tom Travojevic's shoulders for him to stay fit. I don't like to put pressure on one player, but since his return, and we've spoken about it before. He has turned that team around with his confidence and his skill. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what unfolds in that area as well. I just wanted to uh, ask you one last question about your trip to Queensland because I saw all the Instagram shots and uh, you looked like you had a good time. Uh, I didn't quite understand the calisthenics you were doing with Sam Thiday clapping next to you. Can you tell us a little bit more about your bus trip to Queensland? Ah! <laughs> yeah, Queenslander. The regional tour we do it with Oswald Bank and we go we went to Townsville Mackay Rockhampton in three days and I sat on Matt Marone's bus for five hours a day with those guys and we ate uh, we ate donuts um, <laughs> I reckon I became I'm an outside back and by the weekend I was a prop so <laughs> lots of fun <laughs> no it's always good fun getting on tour just one last quick one I, um I, you know I'm a dragon supporter and we lost to the sharks but that was that was actually a really poor game of football to watch, wasn't it? It was a horrible football match. It was really, really messy. Do you know yeah. what I thought after the game, though, and something that was in the headlines was Jack Bird 
um, yeah. and how emotional he was post-match. And I thought I didn't really like the um, the social media backlash from him because I kind of appreciated that he could accept how bad yeah. they were and that game in general. Errors left, right, center. But I like when a player shows remorse and he's hurting and everyone was just being nasty. Yeah, and, and they're not far off it, are they, really? Because a lot of people didn't give them a hope at the start of the year. And there they are sitting in the eight. And all, all it took, it was a scrappy old affair. But if Corey Norman could have actually got one of those field goals through, uh, they win the game, the Dragons. But, uh, yeah, oh, look, they've got enough, haven't they? Ben Hunt's playing some of the best footy I've seen in a long time. So uh, let's watch your Dragons. Yeah, I don't mind your Dragons. I was one of them to diss. Actually, I dissed them at the start of the season. I thought, oh, yeah, wooden spoon. Zach Lomax said to me, I can't wait to make you eat your words, Katie. I thought, all right, I'll happily eat them. Yeah, Prove me wrong. Morning. Good morning, Mark. <laughs> well, thanks again, Katie. Well done. That's all right. Have a good uh, have a good week, gents. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, it is Rob Gilbert, our editor-at-large, and the World Game. Play Sport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. Play Sport, whatever moves you. All right, it's time to talk to our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert. So much happening in the world game. Manchester City winning their fifth title, Rob. That's extraordinary. Yeah, it was amazing as the man uh, himself that scored the goal to secure that very first title, uh, retired Sergio Aguero, uh, scored two goals, uh, broke records on the way. It was uh, an amazing result, but uh, that result had already been secured. The the real stories on the final day of the Premier League, so anyone who uh, follows the uh, you know the European top flights closely will be aware that uh, all of the games kick off at the same time to avoid any collusion for promotion relegation etc so the big stories were around whether Liverpool could uh, secure Champions League sp- uh, position after they lost six home games in a row mm. and uh, and dropped out of contention and whether Chelsea or, or Leicester City would get the job done. And uh, in the end, Liverpool pretty much coasted in and finished third. And uh, the, the sad story, I mean, I know we talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, the FA Cup final mm. and Leicester City were on top of the world, but uh, they, they, they needed Aston Villa to beat Chelsea, which actually happened. Then they led Spurs at home only for a late collapse. It was a, a sad situation for City, but still they finished fifth at Leicester City, that is, and uh, a successful season. Uh, a great, great finish. Um, other parts of Europe, Juventus beat um, Napoli. Well, it was uh, an amazing finish that uh, that those two teams were, uh, were neck and neck for the final spot. Now, we all know from the Super League story that Juventus were in it up to their proverbial mm-hmm. necks, and uh, so the, uh, the final position Position in the uh, the Champions League was uh, was down to them or, or Napoli, and uh, and Juventus needed to beat Bologna, which they did comfortably four one. And would you believe it? The top goal scorer in the city, none other than Cristiano Ronaldo, started the game on the bench, uh, but yeah. they uh, they got the result that they needed. But if Napoli had have won, then they would have uh, got the the fourth spot in in the Champions League in the city. So didn't get it done against uh, uh, Chievo Verona and uh, and Juventus, similar to to. Uh, Liverpool after uh, a pretty ordinary season just scraped in at the last second. 
All right, let's go to wider Europe and uh, look what's happening both in France, in Spain. Um, there's so much going on. Germany? Yeah, I know. So, I mean, obviously, we've just talked about the uh, the Italy League and uh, the City R is one of the top flights. Uh, so, La Liga, amazing. Luis Suarez was booted out of Barcelona. He'd been one of the favourite sons, strike partner of Lionel Messi for so many years, and uh, he was just gutted when he was let go from that club. So, Diego Simeone, he's uh, been an incredibly successful manager at Atletico Madrid. Uh, they're, they're not a, 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 a side that doesn't contend. They, they're they constantly in the European competitions and constantly in the top three. But for them to knock off both Real Madrid and Barcelona, the three of them, the three teams collectively, are somewhere near $3 billion in debt. Can you believe it? But wow. uh, mm. um, the, uh, the the Suarez, um, well, let's call it a bit of a revenge factor. Mm. He got the job done, scored the goal that sealed it in La Liga. So a uh, big, big result for, for them. And uh, it's just good to see that it gets mixed up a little bit, as it was in uh, in. Uh, and the uh, French top flight as well, where Lille, uh, uh, they beat um, Angers to uh, to secure the, the top flight by a title. So you've got Neymar and Kylian Mbappe playing for PSG. Um, Maurizio Pochettino, he was sacked a few years ago from Tottenham Hotspur, sat on the bench for a while. He finally gets the big gig with PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, and, uh, and all the, you know, a couple of the best players in the world they get knocked out of the Champions League semi-finals, and they don't even win their home competition. So, I think Mopo will be having a conversation with his uh, Arab oil owners, and uh, they <laughs> might suggest that he does a little bit of next season. Big time, mate. Um, and, and just finally, locally, mate, uh, Melbourne City win the A League. Yeah, so that's a, uh, a a result that is deserved. The, like Jamie McLaren has been uh, scoring goals for fun. Patrick Kisnorbo in his debut season as coach, legend at uh, at, at uh, Melbourne City. And there's not many legends at that club because uh, they've been a perennial underperformer since they joined the A League as the Melbourne Heart. And uh, he uh, he's been struggling, poor old Paddy Kisnorbo. Kisnorbo, he's uh, he's had his Achilles done, and he finally gets uh, to the podium on uh, on his crutches and. The, uh, the players go for the Gatorade uh, shower, and I don't know whether you guys saw it, but uh, they mm. forgot to take the lid off and uh, well, saw it. Head and, and he had stitches before they got the trophy. So uh, so Melbourne City, uh, they got the job done over the Central Coast Mariners. But look, Alan Stadich's men uh, did themselves proud, so they're, they're, they've just dropped back to, to mid-table, but... Uh, um, they still are in contention for that second spot in the double chance, so uh, wouldn't count them out just yet. Yeah, some very interesting permutations to go on over the next week or so. Of course, the Western Sydney Wanderers were going so well, then that big loss to Perth and the loss in the derby to Sydney, so they need a few things to go their way as well. Rob, just very, very quickly, um, Collingwood, you're a massive fan. Um, Eddie is out of it from a directorial role, his championship, but he seems to be... Um, well, there seems to be strings being played in the background. Yeah, look, it's, uh, so Mark Corder uh, is the president, uh, former board member, vice president at the club while Eddie was there for many years. A lot of uh, supporters, members and the wider public uh, questioned his appointment at the time, uh, given that he was involved in all of the issues that saw Eddie gone. But the, the former Channel 9 uh, head honcho, Jeff Brown, is uh, mm. uh, putting a ticket together and uh, it's suggested mm. that it won't be very long before uh, uh, the uh, the Brown tickets uh, makes a play for a board position. You've had uh, a 40-year member out the front of the MCG getting 650-plus uh, signatures to stage an extraordinary general meeting. So it's it's all not well there. The, the most bizarre thing that I heard in the last week or so was, um, I think it was on Footy Classified, where uh, Eddie was um, 
being taken to task on one particular point. And he said, if I wanted to be president of Collingwood, I still will. And uh, mm. I just don't know that that's the kind of optics know, that uh, we need to hear from E. McGuire right now. All right, Rob, always good to chat. So mm. much going on, and uh, we will talk next week. You too, boys. Looking forward to the Euros coming up in about three weeks' time. Uh, big, big tournament uh, in Europe, all the big nations. So we'll talk plenty about that when it comes around. Yeah, and all, and all those games coming up with the Matildas and on to the Olympics. Good on you, Rob. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today to Katie Brown and to Rob Gilbert. And, of course, thank you to Spartan Sports, Shano. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And, of course, our producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you, my friend. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.